0: Episode 51 of Girl Mode. I'm one of your hosts, Willa Rowe. And I'm your other host, Robin B. Uh, It is October. It is spooky season. And we've talked about horror video games in the past a lot, including obviously Resident Evil, uh, which I'm a huge fan of and you are fine with, I guess. Yeah, I think it's good. (laughs) Yeah. So I thought, what better... what better thing to talk about than Resident Evil?
1: Mm-hmm. The movies. <laughs> what a twist!
0: It's a twisty twist.
1: <laughs> yeah, we decided to to really watch some classic horror movies <laughs> this because is it's been, almost Halloween. I
0: I think this is something that I've been pitching to you since last October, because mm-hmm. I um a a friend of mine, Harrison loves the Resident Evil movies and I had never seen them I or I had seen the first one but I had never seen all of them So like last year or a few months ago whenever it was I sat down in the course of like a week and watched all of them and then I was like Robin. <laughs> You got to
1: watch these movies. We have to talk about them. And I've just been stalling for time ever since because I did not want to watch (laughs) these movies.
0: You really have been. Uh, But we finally did it. I finally sat you down. And over the course of, I don't know, uh,
1: close to three weeks, roughly. But I mean, three days.
0: Yeah, it was essentially we watched.
1: Maybe like two weeks, like three three days over the course of. of Yeah two weeks
0: i got you to finally watch all of the paul ws anderson resident evil movies yeah
1: as i quickly realized this wasn't as much of a feat as i was i was fearing it would be because they wisely kept these movies mostly at 90 minutes which is like a real credit yeah a real humanitarian move on their part
0: (laughs) the longest one is an hour 46 minutes which is a breeze uh and so it's like the biggest blessing of these movies,
1: yes. Other than that, they're brilliant.
0: Other than yeah, other than that. Without further ado, I think we should dive into it. So let's begin with Resident Evil, two thousand two, directed and written by Paul W S Anderson. Yes.
1: The other thing that I just noticed. Um, mm-hmm. On this Wikipedia page, which I reacted to like a jump scare, was apparently Marilyn Manson did the music for this (laughs) movie, which is funny because it sounds like a generic version of Marilyn Manson, but uh, no, they got the real deal. Although none of the music for any of the movies is by the same people. It's, that's very funny. It's
0: great. So I don't even know how to start diving into this.
1: Yeah, I mean, so if you've played Resident Evil, the game, you're very familiar with how this movie starts—an underground science facility where there's a guy who gets coffee spilled on himself, and then yeah. someone gets decapitated by an elevator. Yeah, you know, Resident Evil. <laughs> it takes place in Raccoon City, which is also from
0: the games. I mean, so sure, technically, it takes place under it takes Raccoon place City, below, Raccoon, below City. Raccoon City. Also, early on, we we get the first appearance of the Red Queen she's the mm-hmm. one who like seals what's called the hive. Yeah. Uh, the red queen MVP of the entire franchise.
1: She's incredible. So for anyone who isn't, has not, has not taken the life changing journey of watching all of these <laughs> movies, the first of all, If, as we're describing this, it sounds like that doesn't have much to do with Resident Evil, you're mostly right, because it actually has nothing to do with Resident Evil. (laughs) Um, There's a thing called the Umbrella Corporation, and there are characters with names from the series, and that's basically it.
0: Yes, but that doesn't come into play until the next movie, really. So we'll hold off
1: on that. Right, 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 true. So for now... The Hive is a facility of the Umbrella Corporation. Mm -hmm. It's located beneath Raccoon City.
0: Yeah. And then the character we do need to care about, though, is Alice, who is an amnesiac girl who wakes up in a mansion, which Mm -hmm. I always assumed watching these movies and having played the game. So I was like, is this just supposed to be basically the Spencer Mansion?
1: Yeah, I mean, I figured, yes, I, I assumed it would be somewhat related to the plot of the of the game. So I was yeah. like, oh, now we're going to have the mansion sequence and this hive stuff is just going to be kind of like a bookend for it or exactly. something. Exactly.
0: It's like, oh, okay, so we're in the mansion, just like the original game. I know where this is going to go, where this is going to go. Surely <laughs> we'll stay
1: here for more than the next... 15 like, seconds,
0: f- yeah, and then immediately just a group of like military goons just come in and they're like, Hi, Alice, you know nothing, but we're
1: just gonna <laughs> take you away. Yes. Also, Michelle Rodriguez is here. Thank god, <laughs> thank god. I, I should, I will say, um, I, I, I don't know when their episode is coming out, but uh, I did. I posted on Twitter that I was watching this movie because we were Mm. were watching it together. And uh, Lex from Start Menu uh, left a comment and was like, hey, uh, we're actually about to record a podcast about this movie. Do you want to come on it? So I am going to be on that episode. I don't know when it's going up, but whenever it does, I will be going up. Which I mentioned mainly because I feel like I'm going to repeat some things that I said on that podcast here. Uh, And one of them, like the... One observation I remember making was that when you first meet Alice, she is like naked on the floor of a shower and just kind of like curled up in like the fetal position. And to give the movie like a very small amount of credit... It's a. I expected it to be much more sexist than it really is. Yeah. Like when that's the way that they introduce Alice, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be a shit show. It's going to be like every scene is going to open with a shot of her ass mm-hmm. or something." And aside from that, it's not really like mm-hmm. they don't throw in like unnecessary love interests too much. They don't like. Well, really. I not about that. They do some, but not not as bad. They don't make it a point of the of the movies. Like they're kind of tossed off. It's not like objectifying Alice too much. Like she is a like she's the hero of these movies she is not like being subjected to like gross leery camera angles and stuff some of the shit she wears is a little off the wall but she wears a red dress which i found very interesting because i'm
0: like that's ada's outfit
1: yeah that is weird i think her outfits i wouldn't say they like get better as the movie as the series goes along some
0: are good some are bad
1: Y- yes, like it's not a progression, but I think there are mm-hmm. much better outfits to yeah. come.
0: We d- we haven't even said this. Alice is played by Mila Jovovich. Yes. She looks great. She's
1: fantastic and will continue to be fantastic. She is, I will say, she definitely gets better. Like, it's kind of great to see her get better at acting, I guess, over the course of like the however many years these movies are released across like i'm i'm looking at this picture of her in the original and she looks so fucking young i like, know we just finished watching the final chapter like an hour before recording this and seeing her in that to this it's like it's like such a it's such a big difference i mean like jumping ahead a final chapter came out in
0: 2016
1: mm-hmm.
0: this came yeah, out in 2014 yeah it's wild. But anyways, yeah. so the movie, the movie continues. Oh, yeah. These okay, commandos, a movie. It's not just yeah, Mila Jovovich. It's not just Mila Jovovich. These commandos that include Michelle Rodriguez, very importantly, get Alice and also this random guy, just generic white guy number one, um, mm-hmm. because there are multiple generic white guys in this movie. Uh, they capture them, and then they go to the hive. They go to the entrance of the hive, and they're like, oh, hey, uh, basically Umbrella has like shit going on in the hive that we need to get to, so you're coming with us for kind of unexplained reasons?
1: Yes. I think they explained to her at that point that she has fake, her memories are fake, and that she is like a security person, but otherwise they're just like, come with us in this elevator to the core of the Earth.
0: Mm-hmm. I will say, so... Uh, one of the things I like about this movie as it goes on is for the first, like, I feel like the first half of it, it's just kind of a, it's almost like, it's it's more like a corporate espionage thriller. Like, there's no zombies.
1: Yes, it takes a while, yeah.
0: In fact, the like, so very early on, they start going through this facility, the Hive, because it's basically like, you need to get to the Red Queen and like shut down the Red Queen because they're trying to find like an antidote to something. Or I don't think they even know about needing an antidote yet.
1: Who could say?
0: The like main goal that the Commandos have is they like get to the Red Queen, who's this AI, and do something. Which leads to the best scene in this movie, which has nothing
1: to do with zombies, which is the laser grid hallway. A scene so good that they repeat it in most of the other movies in the series <laughs> as well.
0: And you know what? They're right too.
1: Yes, I, that's not a complaint.
0: Okay, something that I think is incredible is that so this came out in 2002, which was before Resident Evil 4. In the original mm-hmm. release of Resident Evil 4, there is a sequence where Leon is in a hallway and a bunch of laser grit, lasers start coming out at him and you have to like QTE through all the mm-hmm. lasers uh which was inspired by the movie, and I think that's just neat. Um, They cut it in Resident Evil 4 Remake, though, but then brought it back in separate ways, which is the Ada Wong DLC. They put it in that.
1: Uh Uh-huh.
0: So just fun, fun note there. Weird,
1: Mm -hmm. weird, weird,
0: weird. And so (laughs) the laser sequence is, I think, is just so great. So basically what happens is they... Get to this room and there's like this fucking tech guy who's like, ah, oh, let me open the door so we can get through this hallway. And they walk, they start, a group of the commandos start walking through the hallway, not including Alice, not including Michelle Rodriguez, and not including the two generic white guys. I'm going to be honest, I don't remember their names. I'm not going to bother to look them up. I don't care.
1: There's two guys with black hair and one guy with like brown or blonde hair. Like dirty and blonde. That's all that I could tell you about any of them.
0: And while they're in the hallway, this is the best, is the Red Queen appears on the computer screen, and, she, and then she goes, you're all going to die down here. <laughs> <laughs> you're all going to die down here. It's also, the Red Queen incredible. looks like absolute
1: shit. In the best possible way.
0: Yeah, it's like horrible CGI where they didn't like cast a real person. They were just like, we're just going to
1: model... A person and it'll be fine it's very yeah it's it's 2002 cgi yeah which is like yeah there's a lot of it in this movie and it all looks like dog shit in in like the best possible way and then
0: the laser grit so basically these people that are in this hallway they get the door shut on either side and then a laser starts coming and the first laser comes and you know it cuts what it cuts one girl's head off a little mm-hmm. bit and then, a little bit? <laughs> just a little bit.
1: <laughs> She's mildly decapitated.
0: And then this is my favorite one of these, honestly, is the next one where it comes. It's coming down the hallway and they're like, we're going to jump. We're going to like." <laughs> and one guy jumps up and then the laser just moves up very yeah. suddenly and just chops him in half.
1: Like the Red Queen is bullying him. <laughs> yeah.
0: And then and then finally it's like the leader of the commandos. He's the last one there. And the 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 laser's starting to come towards him and he's like, Okay, I'm ready. He like even does this pose where he's like, it almost looks like he's ready to fight the laser. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he's like, I'm ready. I'm either gonna like jump up or I'm gonna go down. And then it like diamonds out into like a tennis net shape, essentially. And it cuts through him, and then he just stands there. And then he falls into cubes of flesh. It's legitimately incredible. like it's this' very scene,
1: silly. it's great.
0: No, this scene is unironically amazing. I think the scene is great.
1: I think it's great. I think I have a hard time with these movies, even being able to tell if I'm enjoying them ironically or not. like they're they're I just know that I'm having a good time, and I can't mm-hmm. really tell you why.
0: yeah okay uh then we get after this they get back like so michelle rodriguez alice and the two guys or the 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 the, you know gaggle of men who i don't care about (laughs) they go to this weird like it's this very generic weird warehouse set yes and this is where they there's like the sick guy you remember this part where the the sick guy starts like walking towards
1: the commandos. Oh yes, yes, the scene that has to be in every zombie movie. To start pointing the gun, they're like, "Back off, back off!" And then he bites Michelle Rodriguez. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and then eventually they start shooting, and we realize it's zombies. Yes, which, it's Resident Evil. We all know, obviously.
1: It's really, yeah, That's the, there's this like swarm of zombies at this point that's attacking them and they're, you know, trying to shoot with them with the guns. And the thing that I was really like, that was going through my head as I was watching it was just how casual everything seems. No one seems that afraid. They're all just sort <laughs> of like slowly moving from place to place and like yeah. firing. There was just this tone of it of just like mild inconvenience more than fear, which I just found very funny throughout they're the just whole like, rest oh of the movie. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm not paid enough for
0: this. <laughs> um, but then they starting they start getting like swarmed by the zombies, and there's a a wild series events where one of the one of the generic white guys he's handcuffed and do you remember yeah. like he gets he drops the key down the, yes down
1: the bed. see this is yeah this is where things start to break down and it's just like a series of things begin to happen
0: because
1: mm-hmm. at some point they also like shut off the red queen maybe that was earlier i think that's what like opened yeah it's
0: it's after the, the hallway
1: yeah and then they eventually bring her back and then shut her down again. And then, there's, yeah, there's this sequence where this guy spends a long time trying to get a key out of a grate. Mm-hmm.
0: Meanwhile, one of the commandos is like trying to put in a code to open a door. <laughs> yes. i love this yes. scene he's doing this green, and yeah. he can't he can't figure it out because he's too stressed and then the other commanders are like one of them comes by and he's like oh fuck off get out of here i'm gonna do it and he enters the code and it unlocks and he's like see that was easy and then he opens the door to just a bunch of zombies and they just grab him oh it's, it's wonderful pretty neat. Oh, what even else happens in this movie oh At one point, they go into the like the actual office areas of the hive because we we have to talk about we see the dog kennels that have been yes we have to talk about this because this is going to become so relevant for every other movie is Alice runs into the zombified dogs Mm -hmm. which leads to another scene that Robin was obsessed with
1: okay before we get there I actually want to show you something that we didn't. I'm gonna share my screen again with you real quick, so we can okay. watch this, okay. so this is another thing that I brought up on Lex's podcast, which is a shot that I'm obsessed with. oh
0: man. I'm just looking at this like blonde Bob that Mila Jovovich has in this movie it's it's a good haircut. we're good her hair goes through so many changes, yes, she has a lot of
1: great haircuts. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh man, I'm just so happy seeing Michelle Rodriguez in this. I love her so I know. much. She looks so good in this movie.
1: Yes. Yes. We'll get to it, but she returns. She they kill her so many times in this in these movies. It's like It's absurd. It's so strange. They bring her back just to kill her again. Here it is. So there's a shot here where they're, like, going through the halls of the offices, and there's one that has flooded because, like, fire extinguishers have turned on. And so there's an office that's flooded, and there's, like, a drowned woman in one of them who, like, floats up to the glass, and there's this jump scare when they see her. So that's about to happen here. This It's this shot right here. She starts the shot looking directly at the camera. <laughs> And then just turns away, and the expression on her face is like, "Oh is shit!" I looked so, at the camera. So inscrutable. <laughs> <laughs> this like smile. What, what does that mean? I don't know. I, Mila, so many, what are you doing? Yeah.
0: Basically, the plot that ends up happening also is we we start learning about who these people are because uh, Alice. As they're going through the hive, starts having these like flashbacks where she sees herself in a graveyard, like <laughs> this the cemetery. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's in a cemetery and she's talking to a woman and being like, ah, oh, umbrella, the hive, blah, 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 blah. Basically, what is revealed is that Alice was like the head of security at the hive. The in she was like an inside contact for this woman who was an environmental activist who was, like, trying to infiltrate the hive. Th- this mm-hmm. is this is what they try to explain. Because, <laughs> yes. no, because, they, remember, there's this moment where we learn why dirty blonde hair white guy is there.
1: <laughs> right. It's explains, all coming back to me now. Yeah,
0: because he explains it's coming back a lot like Alice's memories.
1: Wow. <laughs> Am I... Does that make me a clone? <laughs> hey! We haven't what? even... Th- there have been no clones yet. Haven't there?
0: No. Oh, no, I guess not. Jesus, cut that. <laughs> but we, we discover that dirty blonde white hair guy, or white guy, he, uh, it was his sister, which leads to this really interesting moment that we have where he finds his zombified sister and he's like, mm-hmm. oh, my sister. And both of us were like, what? You guys had a real romantic <laughs> tension going on when you were talking in yes. these flashbacks we see every once in a while. Oddly enough, this returns, this weird sister <laughs> right. thing. This will become a running theme. Yeah. It's really laying the groundwork for everything. I'm realizing now, like thinking back on this movie, this movie ends so kind of abruptly and weirdly because it, it becomes clear that um, the the opening of the movie where you see The office, the hive itself on the day that the lockdown happens and you see a guy get coffee spilled on him because guy bumped into him, you learn that one of the other generic white guys, the black haired one, he was like, he was behind all this. He sabotaged the facility by like breaking what held the T virus, which is the zombie virus. Mm -hmm. He threw it in the office and then ran away basically to like sabotage everything. I don't think the reasons were fully explained. No, I don't think much of this movie is fully explained.
1: I really can't remember it all.
0: I know. See, it's like, we wa- we didn't watch this too long ago. No. I think he probably was just going to get money. Oh, he wants to sell it. Because it's a bioweapon. It's a biohazard. oh. It's the Resident Evil.
1: <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah, but after this point, um, we do get to the best part of the movie uh, after we're in like the flooded labs and stuff mm-hmm. and the zombies attack, uh, which is the dogs that you were, you were bringing up before I cut you off, which are, I mean, it's just what it sounds. There's zombie dogs, dogs. dogs and they chase her around.
0: Which, Cause again, it's one of those things where this has nothing to do with the games, but every once in a while they're like, let's bring in something from the games because mm-hmm. the zombie dog is like a famous moment in the first resident evil where it
1: jumps through the window. And they're like, yeah, let's throw those guys in there. Which leads to like my favorite part of the movie, which is where one of the dogs is running at Alice and she just like jumps in the air. And uh, another theme for the series, there is a just out of nowhere bit of slow-mo action, which is great. Although this is one of the more like motivated moments of slow-mo. Often it will just be like someone walking and there's slow motion. But this one, a dog like leaps at her and she jumps in the air and jump kicks it in the face. And I believe that's the moment where I put my arms up in the air and cheered and was like so on board for this experiment that you've decided to put me through.
0: And after all this, basically what's happening is there has been like an emergency like shutdown on the hive that's going to basically explode the facility or destroy the facility. No, it's going to lock it down.
1: That's what it is. It's going to relock the gates. Sure. I feel like you were explaining this to me for the first time. Like, I watched this movie, but everything that you're telling me is basically new information. <laughs> it's going to relock the door so they have to get out. And they're like, we have to get out and then catch
0: that like special umbrella train out of here. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: there's also this big, weird CGI zombie, the one that has like, that's on all fours and then yes, has the brains liquor. out. Yeah. So that is from the games. Yes. That is. As far as I can recall, that appears in Resident Evil 2 for the first time. The CGI looks like shit.
1: It looks really bad. It
0: looks so bad. It's
1: the worst looking thing in the movie by far.
0: Another running theme of these movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically, the 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 evil dude who portrays them, he steals the virus and the antidote. He runs away. And just very much off screen, he, it's just like, oh yeah, then the liquor kills him. Mm-hmm. Anyways, problem solved. Let's get out of here. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez um alice and dirty blonde white guy get on the train and they're like oh we're gonna get out of here but michelle rodriguez is dying because she got bit she's all she's all hot and sweaty in this movie and they're like okay we're gonna give you the antidote right as you're dying to michelle rodriguez and it's like cool well she's getting the antidote i guess it's gonna be fine But then the movie's like, sorry, it was too late, I guess. Actually, she's a zombie. They Mm -hmm. just have to very quickly be like, well, I guess we're killing her. And then they kill her. And then the liquor appears again. But then they do that whole thing where they like ram all those pipes through it.
1: Yeah. And then they like push it off the train and then they set it on fire somehow.
0: (laughs) Which, so again, this is another weird thing. There are, there's... Thinking about it, I can see how this movie tried to like riff on the games, specifically Resident Evil 2, mm-hmm. because so much of Resident Evil 2 is about is it is about exploring a secret Umbrella lab underneath Raccoon City. Um and then it ends in a big fight against a monster on a train that is going out of the base. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's essentially what this is.
1: It's just a completely different context.
0: Okay, so now we're at the very end of this movie, which sets another precedent that these movies fall into,
1: is that the movie ends, and then there's like 15 more minutes of the movie? Which sets up a story that will not be continued essentially i mean it's returned to a little bit i disagree at least on this one on this one this is the
0: most this is the only one where it sets up a sequel and then the sequel that exists actually follows up because they get back to the mansion alice and um the blonde hair guy they are there but his wounds are like he got wounded and he's
1: losing it and alice is like fainting And she's suddenly, like, very concerned about him. Yeah. Like, this is a complete stranger. And all of a sudden, she's just like, no, 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 dude. (laughs) Guy whose name I can't remember.
0: (laughs) 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 And then, out of nowhere, more umbrella people come out, and they're a bunch of scientists, and they grab them, and they, like, put them on gurneys, and they wheel them out. And in the funniest moment in this movie, which is saying something, they... Get the guy. And they're like, he's mutating. Put him in the nemesis program. <laughs> and then the movie just kind of ends. And it's just
1: over. Yeah. It's
0: great. And then Alice, wait, no, actually, that's not true. Because then Alice wakes up again. Which oh, is right. just like the beginning of the movie. Yes, yes, but yes. But this time, she's strapped into the hospital bed. Because you have mm-hmm. to see her, like, rip all the, like, IVs yeah, and stuff out. That was brutal. Yeah. And she has that sick, like, fade haircut mm-hmm. that they... Do not remember to give her in the next movie. <laughs> right. And basically, the last moment is she she walks out of this hospital room, and then she's on the streets of Raccoon City, and it's just demolished. She cocks the yeah. shotgun, and it zooms out. <laughs> then it ends, and that's Resident Evil two thousand two.
1: Now, at this point, you may be thinking, there are five more of these movies. How are they possibly going to talk about the plot of all of them? And to that, I have to say, don't worry, because the rest of them don't have plots. (laughs) Like, as hard to remember and like sort of random sequence of events as the first one is, the rest of them really are just a series of things Mm -hmm. happening. So I'll say the next one, the second one is probably one of the higher ones mm-hmm. on my list for like how enjoyable mm-hmm. it was and then there are two that I literally do not remember yeah like which was which what happened in any of them and then we'll get to the rest but yeah I think from this point on it's probably more of a highlight reel yeah it's just a vibes kind of thing yeah exactly yeah so what is
0: your take on the first movie now how do you feel about it
1: It was pretty enjoyable at points, Mm -hmm. but for the most part, I just thought it was really boring, which is partly because like none of the characters are interesting and none of the things that they do really follow any logical pattern. I think honestly, the thing that would have saved it for me would just like better like makeup and practical effects and stuff (laughs) on the zombies because the CGI is just adding nothing. Yeah, there's some great moments. There's like the laser grid. There's the dogs. There's... michelle rodriguez is in it that is true
0: i kind of still like this one i do i do too i kind of like it's my third favorite because um something i do like about it is that there's an attempt
1: being made to make a real movie
0: yeah and there is an attempt being made at making a real movie and also there's like there's a theme at the core of it, which is supposed to kind of be about like this like corporate espionage and like, you know, they're like, they're making bioweapons to make money. And I kind of like that. Whereas, kind of. I mean, frankly, like in the games, so much of Umbrella is just, Umbrella is just evil. Yes. Where I kind of like the idea of it's about like the 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 evils of just a corporation. Sure.
1: That is one of the weird things about this series is they really do kind of ping pong between like getting into the motivations of Umbrella and what they're up to. And then some movies, they are just like Mm -hmm. stormtroopers, essentially. Yeah, Like, we'll get to it. But there are movies in which it's like, it makes no sense for Mm -hmm. Umbrella to like even continue existing. Yeah.
0: So let's go right into the next movie. Uh, But first off, Robin, can you tell me without referencing any Wikipedia articles, what the name of the next movie is?
1: Resident Evil... Extinction?
0: No. Fuck. Resident (laughs) Evil
1: Apocalypse. Yes. Okay, I knew it was one of the two. Mm -hmm. So the next one
0: is Resident Evil Apocalypse, which... Man, just talking about it generally, this is the one out of all of them that tries to be the most like the video games.
1: Totally. For sure.
0: Because it literally, like... We're... We're gonna just start talking about them more generally. We're not gonna go beat by beat. We just need to mm-hmm. go on vibes and our experience. I, for the... I literally could not. <laughs> yeah, this one is essentially just Resident Evil Three, kind of mixed mm. with a little bit of like some of the Resident Evil Two stuff. It's mm-hmm. just you're in Raccoon City. Raccoon City is is like being besieged by zombies. The whole thing about this is, oh wait. The villain of this movie, though, or not really the villain, but one of the best parts of this movie is, oh, God, who is it that plays? It's Jared Harris. Jared Harris yeah, plays the villain. Yeah, it's
1: this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Which is, well, he's not the villain, He's right? not the villain, technically. Some other rando I think Ian, is. Uh, no, Ian, Ian Glenn, Glenn is isn't the already? villain. He So Ian Glenn appears at the end of this movie. Okay. He's not the villain in this one, but he does appear for the first time. Um, but I can't even tell you who the, who the bad guy was. He's some guy in a suit and Jared Harris is there. Jared Harris basically is like, I'm an umbrella person. Raccoon city happened. My daughter got stuck in raccoon city. I want you to, I want multiple groups of survivors to try to save my daughter and I'll get you out. Yes. And then this is when we get introduced to a bunch of different people, which Fascinating part about this movie is it starts and you don't see Alice for a while. Mm -hmm. Instead, you see Jill Valentine. It's great. This is why this is the one of the best ones.
1: Yes, she shows up and she is immediately incredible. She is wearing like Jill Valentine's Mm -hmm. clothes from the game, which is you immediately know who she is.
0: She's played by Sienna Guillory, who I have no idea who she is, but I think she's really good casting for jill yes i love her
1: yeah she is so good in this mm-hmm. she like it opens with her like walking into a police station and just like shooting a bunch of <laughs> zombies like in a still operational police station yeah. she just starts like opening. and then they're fire.
0: like damn it valentine <laughs>
1: you loose cannon <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> she's great and, I, I literally, I couldn't tell you what happens then, in this movie. Yeah, okay, so I'm going to talk to you about it. <laughs> this is what I'll, I remember. I'll tell you what I remember. I remember the nemesis is basically just like stalking them through the city. Much like um, the video game. Much like the video game. And at some point, Alice shows up and is like, oh yeah, because it's it's Jill and her like friend. Wait, 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 wait. I'm going to get to when they introduce Alice because I'm sure you
0: remember how Alice is introduced. I literally do not. Okay. I'm going to set you up for it and you're going to remember and then you'll finish. Basically okay. what happens is this movie is like everybody's trapped inside Raccoon City. Jill is there and Jill is with a couple survivors, like the newswoman. And oh, yeah. Yeah, she's in this one. <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> she's recording everything and she's like, this is going to get me a Peabody. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, You <laughs> go, good. girl. Good for you. Um it's like, we love to see journalists winning, but well, not really.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I'd say winning.
0: And then also, in the meantime, there's also Carlos, who is another mm-hmm. character from the video games, who, unlike Jill, him in this, in this one is like not really like the video game, besides name, and that he's an umbrella soldier who then gets kind of like stuck there. But Jill and a group of survivors, they get trapped in a church.
1: Where they're oh, getting attacked. Yes.
0: Where they're getting attacked by liquors. Oh, that's First right. off, they're in this church and they're like, this is gonna be our refuge. And then they see a priest there, and the priest has a zombie like tied down on a chair, and they're like, We need to kill this thing. And what does the priest say?
1: You can't. That's my sister. <laughs> two for two. She's weird, my sister. Weird sibling stuff. But anyways, there's there's Paul W.S. Anderson. <laughs> yeah.
0: There are, oh. Of note, Paul W. S. Anderson doesn't direct this one. He only oh, writes really? it. Yeah, okay. so he wrote and direct. He writes all of these, but he doesn't direct Apocalypse and Extinction.
1: Okay. Yeah. So I was I um I just clicked on the Wikipedia page for uh, this director of this movie, Alexander Witt, and I was. <laughs> shocked when i read uh, the first thing under his filmography is speed but it turns out he was a second unit director he he didn't didn't direct speed also okay i'm going to tell you everything he was second unit director on because this (laughs) is not everything i'm going to tell you some highlights because this is bonkers he was second unit director and sometimes second unit director photography on speed twister a (laughs) bunch of the x-file oh no okay the x-files movie okay gladiator oh Hannibal, wow. black hawk down the born identity triple <laughs> x daredevil the italian job the remake obviously yeah one of the pirates of the caribbean movies which one Cas- uh, casino royale uh the curse of the black pearl the first one
0: the, the like best
1: one sure uh the prince of persia movie uh the weird <laughs> robin hood movie with um uh russell crowe in it uh-huh. x-men first class fast five skyfall <laughs> There's some really good fucking movies in here. Spectre, yeah. Like, he was... Yeah. He was second unit director on a lot of really good stuff, Mm -hmm. and he was the director on... He directed Resident Evil Apocalypse, and he was the director of photography on Body of Lies, whatever that is. So, I guess I understand why he didn't direct anything else, but apparently he's a great second unit director.
0: Hey, if this movie has anything to say, he's a great
1: director. (laughs) I will say this feels like it was directed by a second unit director. This all feels like B plot.
0: Okay. So back to the church. Jill and a couple survivors are inside the church and then they get attacked by a bunch of lickers who have like predator vision, which happens to be like something that comes out a lot is random like visual effects that are just there every once in a while. Uh-huh. There's a great one in a later movie that we'll talk about, but... And then as they're getting attacked by liquors and it looks like they're not going to make it, what happens, Robin? <laughs>
1: uh, this is the like camera half moves... an hour into the movie also. Yes. The camera moves over to a stained glass window, out of which appears a motorcycle <laughs> with Alice on top of it. <laughs> she crashes through the window and then does like it just turns around, I guess. And then she drives toward the liquor. Jumps off the motorcycle. It continues going. It hits the liquor, drives into the wall, and then for no reason drives straight up the wall. Straight up the wall with the liquor still on it. She then takes out two guns and shoots it, and then it explodes. Mm -hmm. And then she's—that's just how she's introduced. Yeah, she's also—I burst into applause.
0: She's also gotten a costume change and a hairdo change, and. As far as Alice looks in these movies go, there's something about this one. She looks so hot.
1: It's, which which one is she wearing at this point? This is like the mesh top. Okay, I wasn't sure if she started the movie with a mesh top or not. But this, yeah, this is one of my favorite outfits too. Mm-hmm. And she's got kind of like she, that messier sort of like yeah. curly hairdo. She's still yeah, rocking like the dirty blonde. Mm-hmm. But it's like a long mesh that it's like it's longer than like a mesh shirt. It like goes down, but she's wearing like a tank top on like an orange kind of like top underneath it. It looks it's such a fucking good look. I love and it. And then immediately Jill
0: Valentine says, I love you so much. We're gonna be girlfriends.
1: Yeah, yes. This is another <laughs> continuing trend of these movies, which is every woman Alice encounters immediately falls in love with her. Yeah. Just the way that they look at her is I don't know what to know is, what they're thinking. But the
0: way they shoot these movies and the way they like the way they directed these actors and the way like their reactions are always like oh I love Alice and it's always yes. the women.
1: It which, is like, like ex- yes. To
0: be fair, look at her.
1: Yeah. It's just, it's so funny that that's what like, mm-hmm. keeps happening. Like it's, it's very like every woman in in yeah. this movie, if they're not, if they're not queer when they meet Alice, she awakens them. <laughs> she it's <changes> incredible. Them. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're trying to make you be like, oh,
0: but like her and Carlos have a thing. And I'm like, shut yeah. the fuck up. No, no, no. No, not get out of here. But, um, oh, another character that's introduced in this movie is, is LJ. <laughs> He's the he's the guy who has the dual golden pistols, and he drives the car, and he's like GTA motherfucker.
1: He, I, LJ, I have complex feelings about LJ, mm -hmm. and that he's kind of written like he is supposed to be in like a black exploitation movie. Yeah, but the actor is so good at doing it that it like so funny works. Yeah, kind of like it seems like he's in a movie that nobody else is in
0: yes and that yes. he's killing it in that movie
1: it's 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 like yeah i feel weird about it on a writing level but he like really pulls it off somehow yeah this is also um the introduction well i guess maybe continuation maybe an introduction of another trope that will be in this series which is like there is a there's like the group with alice and whichever woman is in love with her this time and their <laughs> companions and then there's also a group of completely anonymous men on their own little adventure that doesn't really matter, yeah. and, and that's never Carlos's make group. a second appearance. Yeah, and we don't care about them. We just want to watch Jill and
0: Alice hang out
1: at some their best point lives. in our watch of these movies. I told you that every time men appear on screen, I start checking my phone because they're all just completely disposable and yeah. nonsensical. Which, frankly,
0: you know what? Go off Paul W. S. Anderson. Incredible. Yeah, yeah exactly.
1: <laughs> He's so right. that's the other thing about this. These movies like could have been. So much more sexist. Even, but instead, they're like, actually, we'll these get men to are it later. like not characters. We'll
0: get to it later. There are like Mila Jovovich wears more traditionally like sexy outfits later, but they still mm-hmm. never feel like overtly sexualized by the film.
1: Yeah, no, no, never. We'll get into it. Um, they don't do the like, they don't do any weird like panning up her body kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Yeah, it's it's great.
0: Oh, we have to talk about there's, I think there's only two things really worth talking about. That happened in uh-huh. this movie uh, that we haven't mentioned already when it's when they eventually find the daughter of Jared Harris because they go to yes. wait what is it called? What is the school called? Remember oh, they refer to it as something like really stupid
1: they called it a junior school,
0: yes, that's it. It was like Raccoon City Junior school
1: yeah, it's not like junior high it's it's just yeah, Raccoon City Junior school, mm-hmm. which is not a thing. <laughs> But that's what it is. But this is so they get sent at this point,
0: like everybody's kind of converged. Like Carlos is here. Jill is here. Alice is here. The newscaster is here and and LJ is here. This is kind of our main group. And it's like, OK, let's try to find the girl. And there's a great shot of is it Jill or Alice? And she's in the she's in the gymnasium. It's, it's Jill. <laughs> and it's just there's like a million basketballs
1: i have i have a picture open right now yeah i see you like trying to count them there are 18 visible basketballs (laughs) just sitting (laughs) on the floor of this gym as she investigates
0: (laughs) oh man
1: (sighs) i'm just so curious about why they needed all those basketballs
0: uh the newscaster uh she she goes in to explore a a a room and she has this weird gun pose
1: (laughs) That she has. I don't even know (laughs) how to describe it. I was like, I'll demonstrate that this is an audio medium. It's just very shaky. She's holding it like very close to her chest. So it's like T-Rex arms.
0: Yeah, her elbows are like touching and they're like pulled in. But anyway, she gets killed by a bunch of zombie school children. (laughs)
1: It's great. Yeah. She goes into a classroom and there's like a kid sitting there alone. And of course she like comes up. Oh, are you okay? We'll take care of you. And then the girl turns around and like jumps on her. She's like eating then a hand. And just out of the rafters or something, yeah. a bunch, like a dozen more kids descend yeah. on her and, and eat her.
0: At this point, I think let's just, let's move on. Basically what happens is they get into this final confrontation with, um, where the, Basically, the big bad who's just some umbrella suit. He's like, I need you, Alice, to fight the nemesis to know who yeah. is stronger. And she makes her
1: fist fight the nemesis. Yeah.
0: And she starts fist fighting the nemesis, which is incredible. And the nemesis looks so weird in this. I will say, terrible. Thank God that the nemesis is a practical effect. Cause like, yeah, it would have looked much worse as CG.
1: Yes, it would. As the liquors still did in this movie. Yeah. They didn't get better. But yeah, so they fist fight for a little bit. And then Alice, like, the nemesis remembers her, I guess. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, this, see, this guy was trying to kill you two. And so the nemesis kills the. Well, no. Do you remember guy. what
0: the big, like, twist about the nemesis is? No. It's the guy from the first movie.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She, well, like, yeah. reminds the okay. nemesis of, like, oh, I was I was her and da da da. Yeah.
0: It's like, okay, cool. Yeah. Then they escape on. Then again, it does the thing where the movie ends, and then there's like 15 more minutes.
1: Yes. And the yes, the thing that happens this time at the end of the movie is, oh God, she They get on a helicopter.
0: Oh, because they bomb the city. Oh, right. Yes. This is where they bomb the city. That's important.
1: <laughs> that they oh, bomb yeah, the city. Back later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: They bomb the city and they're in a helicopter. And then the helicopter crashes. And this is when Ian Glenn shows up because he goes to the crash site and they're like, we need to find bodies. And they, and it's Ian Glenn and he's like, did we find anyone? And they only find Alice. And then again, this movie ends with Alice waking up in a lab.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 okay. They have her in that, like, cryogenic tank, she's, that, like, she's in that, like, tank or whatever. Yeah, she's
0: in, like, the Star Wars, back to, uh, like, yes. back to tank.
1: <laughs> yeah, and she breaks out and, like, kills some guards, and then it turns out she has, like, psychic, like, telekinetic she abilities kills, now. She kills an umbrella guard through a camera. Oh, yeah. And he, like... It's his, very strange. Yeah,
0: and then his, like, eyes bleed, and then his, he just kind of right, goes, that's like, right. ah, and he just dies. And then she gets out of the facility... And everybody's gonna try to, and like she gets out of the facility, and then all of a sudden, a black SUV shows up, and it's Carlos and Jill and LJ. and <laughs> yeah. they're like, "Don't worry, we got her. we're we're res- we're over Resident Evil. We're umbrella people. It's fine. And everybody's just like, seems legit." <laughs> and then they drive off,
1: and they just drive away.
0: No, wait. The very last shot of this movie is remember, it zooms out because it's like, oh. oh, they're tracking Alice, and it zooms out and you just see the umbrella satellite. Oh, right.
1: <laughs> Which like is supposed to be some big reveal, and mm-hmm. it's just like, yeah, they have a satellite. Yeah, they um, have a satellite. That oh. seems normal for a big evil corporation.
0: I have to say, I
1: kind of like this movie. I do too. I, I kind of like this one. I think it's fun. I think I like that it is just like them... In the city trying to get away from stuff. Like it doesn't get too bogged down in like weird details. I think
0: all the characters in this movie are better than the characters in the first movie.
1: Like Jill
0: is really what I mean is Jill and Alice are great and they have great chemistry. And I don't even Mm -hmm. mean as like someone who just thinks that they are together. Not even in a gay way. Just like as characters, I think they are good together. Mm
1: -hmm. It's a
0: really fun one. And again, it's quick and short. And then
1: So the next one is extinction. The next one is extinction.
0: We're going to we're okay. not going to be
1: here long. So is this the one with the crows? This is the one with the crows. Wait, how though? Did the world the world didn't end at the end? Oh right. That's right. So this <laughs> no. is another part of the tradition is that they set up a story at the end of one movie and then they just start a completely separate mm-hmm. story at the beginning of the next movie. Yeah. Where they fill in, like, extremely crucial details mm-hmm. in, like, a quick voiceover. So they reveal that, like, not only did the T-Virus turn people into zombies, it also somehow removed all water mm-hmm. from planet Earth. It suddenly Mad Maxed all of Earth. <laughs> yes. The water got sick and evaporated. Before
0: they do this little, like spiel there's the opening sequence of this movie which is oh yeah yeah again alice wakes up running theme they love this alice wakes up in in a place she wakes up in the mansion and she Mm -hmm. wanders through the walls until she finds like a hallway and she gets shot in the chest like a bunch of times and dies and it's revealed that you know a bunch of umbrella scientists come out and then ian glenn is like throw her body away and they they go up in this elevator because they're in another like underground facility and they go up and then they're in this desert and they throw her body into a pile of other Alice bodies that are all dead with the red dress mm-hmm. and they zoom out and there's just like a bunch of
1: zombies that are on the fences. Yeah, which establishes that they've been like cloning her over and over because she has bonded with the T-virus and it made her stronger. And so they're trying to make, I don't know, like they're cloning her in order to make like an army of super soldiers or something. Yeah, I don't really know what his whole deal is. Who could? Who knows why? Yeah. But from this point forward, I have no idea if we're even watching the same character from like movie to movie or even like scene to scene.
0: It's ridiculous because it really is like... The last movie sets it up where it's like, okay, it looks like, you know, Carlos, Jill and LJ and Alice are all going to go do something and maybe they're going to fight against Umbrella. And then this movie starts and it's like, anyways, forget all of that. Five years has passed. The world is ended. It's an apocalypse. It's a lot like Mad Max. Everybody like drives cars and uh, there's no water. Let's just go with it. And now you're just going to watch Alice wander around for like 30 minutes with no context and no information and yes. no other characters.
1: Yeah, the first like third of all of these movies is just Alice rummaging through buildings mm-hmm. and like killing zombies from time to time with like zero impact on yeah. what's going to happen next. It's she, wild. She fights dogs though. She just fights she continues to fight her her greatest <laughs> rival. But eventually, she comes across uh, a convoy of survivors who are out in the wasteland and uh, finds out that the leader of this convoy is none other than Claire Redfield, which, you know, from Resident Evil.
0: This is the one that I think really starts it this problem of just introducing characters with names of characters from the games, but having them not be any way related or any like have any resemblance to those characters Mm -hmm. because she just appears and it's like oh it's claire redfield and then they're like but actually like she has nothing to do with claire redfield as you might know her that's it's just her name
1: yeah carlos and lj are also here yeah randomly oh right the way that she shows up is there's like this convoy of survivors that it's focusing on for a while and then at one point this giant murder of crows shows up the zombie crows Starts attack. Yeah, they turn out to be zombie crows mm-hmm. and they attack the caravan again in terrible CGI. And they're like fighting them with flamethrowers, and some people are just shooting them with <laughs> pistols, which through is very and trying funny. To shoot
0: the- <laughs> it's so good.
1: And then Alice shows up and uses the psychic abilities she mm-hmm. now has to like protect someone from the- a flamethrower. Yeah, she like
0: right. stops it and then sends all the like. She, like, sends the flamethrower fire, like, up into the air and it bursts around, which is quickly followed by Claire saying to, to, to Alice, like, very soon after, oh, they're all afraid of you. And I'm like, Alice just saved their fucking lives. They're in a zombie apocalypse. I think they can just, like, fucking be cool with a girl who has psychic powers. Yeah,
1: everyone's really mean to Alice.
0: It's not fair, except Claire, who, as mentioned, she takes the Jill role in this one, and Mm -hmm. she immediately falls in love with Alice, and they are a thing. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, So apparently, I I looked this up between finishing the last movie and when we started this recording.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Apparently, uh, Claire was originally supposed to be Jill. Like, they were going to just have Jill be back. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why huh. there's all that romantic tension.
1: Yeah, they just pick they just control F for Jill and change it to Claire. Yeah. That makes sense.
0: I so, don't even know what to say about Nothing this happens movie. this time. There's a
1: there's a girl named Kmart. There's a girl named Kmart. <laughs> oh, her, they, which uh... we find out later that her legal name is Kmart. <laughs> <laughs> With and a woke then... agenda,
0: really lets you change your name to anything. Oh
1: god. I bet she has pronouns too.
0: (laughs) Oh, uh, they—they early on Alice finds a book that's like, oh, there's a safe space, a safe space. (laughs) (laughs) Typical. This is the future
1: liberals want.
0: (laughs) There's like a safe town in Alaska called Arcadia because they keep hearing a book. I thought it was like a radio broadcast. Well, it's it's she. It's both because she finds that like notebook. The, the, like, red notebook. Come on, we watched this, like, yesterday. (laughs) This this was, like, (laughs) yeah.
1: I don't, I I truly don't remember that, but I'm sure it happened.
0: And basically, uh, she tells the caravan, like, hey, if we go up to Alaska, a totally feasible thing in this apocalypse of Mad Max cars we will be safe. And they're like, sure. So let's go to Las Vegas. (laughs) Because they, like, need fuel. Oh my god, we didn't even mention that Wesker shows up in this one for, like, a second.
1: God, I couldn't. Who could, who could keep track?
0: Nobody can. Also, the whole, like, Ian Glenn thing doesn't matter until, like, the very end where it just shows back up, kind of.
1: Yeah, he comes
0: back. Oh, because there's that incredible scene, like, oh, in the middle he tur- yeah. where he's t- trying to, like,
1: domesticate the zombies. Yes
0: and he like gives the zombie like a camera
1: and everything it's literally just the same scene from land of <laughs> it's or is it um which movie is that which uh which living Dead movie is that no one? idea whichever one it is they just steal that <laughs> yeah. that scene from it and then I surprise she kill him I think is this when he like mutates and this she kills when, him this
0: is when he mutates to have like the tentacle arm they they say he's the tyrant, which again yes. pulling random you know.
1: Names from Resident Evil games. Oh, right. Because you had to leave at the very end of this movie. Yeah. And so I watched the end on my own, which is the only part of this movie that I actually enjoyed, uh, was the ending scene. They're back in the mansion and then the tyrant appears for God knows why. And they like have this fight that ends with... Alice using her, like, psychic powers to, like, send a blast at him, and then the tyrant just yelling really loud, and it that, like, throws her across the room. It's tremendously stupid. And then... Then the movie ends. Is we see Wesker again.
0: <laughs> well, this is what happens again. The movie ends, and then there's ten more minutes.
1: And this ten minutes is Wesker is in, like, a board meeting, and then Alice i don't know skypes in or whatever holograms
0: and, skypes in
1: yeah and she has found like the place where they're cloning her mm-hmm. and so she's like i'm coming for you wesker and i'm bringing some friends and then it zooms out and it's just like a million mila jovovich's which i gotta say i was <laughs> so hyped to see a movie that starred just a bunch of mila jovovich's <laughs> which brings us to resident evil yeah try to remember retribution afterlife fuck off do you want to know do you you want to know another piece
0: of information i discovered so also again just pulled these names out of a hat for each one i know honestly again so extinction was not directed by paul ws anderson Mm -hmm. when they were in pre-production for this movie and paul ws anderson wanted to direct it he was like yeah it's gonna be called resident evil afterlife and then they didn't use that name and they changed it to Resident Evil Extinction. But then the fourth movie is called Resident Evil Afterlife. I just
1: took it? That's yeah. deranged. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and read you some of the movies that this director actually did direct. Okay. Uh, actually, there's only one that's really worth mentioning, and it's Highlander. Oh my God. Really? <laughs> yes. He directed Highlander.
0: I, I want to be very clear about this. We're not going to spend as much time on Extinction as any of the other movies because that movie sucks. I hate Extinction yeah, so much. Yeah, it's really, much.
1: it's really bad. It's
0: horrible. It is it's
1: so boring.
0: I think it is one of the biggest offenders of nothing
1: happens and nothing is explained and no, like it's so bad. I, I genuinely think it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Like at this point, I was I was I, I was afraid that the rest of the series was going to be like this. You're mostly right. And I was just like, this is useless.
0: Yeah. So let's let's get on to Afterlife, which of note there are two things of note. Number one, Paul W S Anderson back in the director's chair, so everything's fine now. Ah, also, as of this movie, he is now married to Mila Jovovich. Okay, yeah, I didn't know when that happened. Wait, okay, sorry to take it back to Extinction one more time, actually. Mila Jovovich's look in Extinction, it's not the best. I don't love it. It's Like the the duster? Yeah, it's the Mad Max vibe thing where she is the duster. Her hair is also way more brown now. It's like Mm -hmm. this kind of weird wavy brown. It's fine, I don't love it. She has so much better looks that come. But do you know what I'll say? and this is going to be a running theme, once Paul once Paul W.S. Anderson marries Mila Jovovich and he gets back in the director's chair, he's like, listen, I am one thing. I am a wife guy. I'm going to Absolutely. make my wife look so fucking hot and that's all I'm here to do. And he
1: succeeds. And I, I'm here for it. I know. For this, I salute you, Paul W.S. <laughs> Anderson. Thanks, dude. Oh, so Afterlife.
0: Again, a movie where the first third of it is completely separated from the rest of it, because this is yeah. when she's in Alaska. She flies a plane for a bit
1: with her clone <laughs> friends. That's no before that. Yeah. She and her clone friends like assault the um, um some facility of Umbrella, mm-hmm. and then Wesker just blows them all up with a bomb. It's like not really. Yeah. There's like it's there's like, kind of a cool sequence of her like oh, and her. This clones, is where they you know, rip attacking. off. This is where they rip off the Matrix. Oh, yeah, that's right. This
0: whole opening sequence, she literally does the like Neo fight scene. It's the
1: lobby scene from The Matrix, just 100%. They also are doing a lot more bullet time at the, at this point. Oh, in my the God, series. this one has so much bullet time. It's, it's yeah. wild.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, because they have that wild bullet scene sequence where a bullet time sequence where they're, they crash in the helicopter and it's Wesker and Alice like at the beginning. Also, Wesker has been recast now. Which you didn't notice. Which I couldn't tell.
1: I had no idea until you told me.
0: And then so there's that sequence, which is like maybe the first 10 to 15 minutes of the movie. And then the next, I swear to God, 20 minutes is Alice flies around in a plane. Talks about going to Alaska. What happened to Claire? What happened to Carlos? What happened to our good pal Kmart? Don't worry about it. Nobody cares and we will we will not tell you until they get to Arcadia and there's just a bunch of planes nobody is there except Claire actually is there and she's been mind controlled she has this like stupid like spider gadget on her chest yes
1: it's very silly. She attacks Alice, and then Alice ties her up, probably not for the first time in their relationship. Yeah, and then puts her in a plane, and they fly. Oh yeah, Claire. To, Claire's
0: amnesia also like loses her mem- oh, right. memory at this point.
1: Conveniently, and then they fly to. They fly Los to L.A. because they fly over the destroyed Hollywood they fly sign. Over the Hollywood <laughs> sign, which all, of course, the the everyone in Los Angeles just has so much. Fondness for that sign yeah. that it's got to be seen in every movie. I don't know. There's just this extended sequence. She ends up landing on top of a fucking prison. Yeah, because there's a bunch of there's a, a handful of survivors, all of whom work in the movie business. All of
0: the, this is so funny. Like there's a producer who's an asshole. There's the producer's assistant who is just like has no guts. There's a basketball player slash watch model. <laughs> uh uh-huh. uh the australian girl who mm-hmm. went to be an actress then became didn't it didn't work out and she was a waitress and she immediately falls in love
1: with alice right yes. in front of claire it's really funny she is like a little puppy like just like kind of when she sees her she's just like hey alice
0: again she really is like i don't think we're crazy you watch these movies no, and no, you're no. like what is up with how they had these women interact with
1: alice I don't think it's just because we're calibrated yeah. to think that all women are lesbians. Yeah. I that, think it's literally, like, I really think it's in there. There's that random guy that we uh,
0: see show up when he's guarding the mysterious prisoner.
1: Yeah, And then he also
0: tries to peep on Alice.
1: Uh-huh. Um,
0: talking about Alice. Alice's look in this one is, I would say it's one of the most mid-tier ones. It's just very, there's nothing special about it. Her hair's, like, the brown, it's... Kind of a, a bob, but she's yeah. she's often kind of like wet and it's slicked back. It's fine.
1: I like the non slicked back one version like of it, version of yeah. it better. Her outfit, it's a itself,
0: her outfit itself is very uninspired. It's just kind of she's wearing some clothes. This
1: feels more like tactical kind. Of, it's just it's not that exciting. Yeah. Oh, man, I do like her hair in this one though. It's a it's a good bob. Yeah.
0: Okay, what's the big thing that happens? uh uh chris redfield shows up yeah and it's wentworth miller and there's some weird stuff going on with him and his sister. Again, he... So Claire doesn't have... <laughs> this is so ridiculous. Claire doesn't have her memory, obviously. And they like... It's, it's not really explained very well, I don't think. But like, Chris has been imprisoned in maximum security, like in a maximum security cell. And these survivors are like, he was here when we got here. So we don't trust him. They must have kept him locked up, even despite the apocalypse for a reason. So we're not going to listen to any of the reasonable things he tells us about how he was like a military guy. And, you know, he was a abandoned who cares and then eventually alice like convinces him to uh to let them out so they let him out and chris like walks out and there's this great shot where alice is like okay let's go do something and alice moves like literally moves from the view of the camera and directly behind her is claire and chris is just like claire it's me it's me chris don't you remember (laughs)
1: and <laughs> she's like get the fuck away from me and she's like fuck off dude because he comes doesn't he come up and like touch her face yeah he like, like it's... he
0: like palms her face and then she literally like slaps him away she's like what the fuck this whole movie is that trend on tiktok robin you won't know what this is because you don't know nope. tiktok um <laughs> there was this whole I only know what you show me exactly this whole sister brother thing is it's like that tiktok trend which was People would look at pictures of people and they would say, are these people a couple or are they siblings?
1: Okay. That's what I was saying. Yeah. And in the Resident Evil movies, you can never tell. You really can't. God, what happens? I think the only thing of note in this movie is the Axeman. Obviously. Which looks like
0: there's... We could spend so much time talking about the Axeman, actually. Yeah. He raises so many questions. We could spend an episode on the Axeman. He. (laughs) <laughs> Donate for the Axeman episode. <laughs> okay, it's, number one, he looks like she's like
1: 20 feet tall.
0: Yeah. The CGI is terrible. There's a fight scene where he fights Claire and Alice that looks horrible. But also, what is his deal? He looks like a Silent Hill character. He looks like Pyramid Head. He's got nails through his head. He's got like an apron on. He's got a big axe. What the fuck? Who gave this to him? This is just zombie apocalypse. Like, we've seen dogs and we've seen the liquors, which I guess the liquors are the most extreme thing we've seen, really. Mm -hmm. We saw Nemesis, but that was like, oh, it's the Umbrella, you know, experiment. They just don't explain Axeman. Because also Umbrella is like not really involved in this movie. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I guess there's just the Axeman. I don't get it.
1: I don't either. It makes no sense, but they have a fight scene. I don't know. It's
0: yeah. Eventually they escape and they get to the ocean. Cause they're like, actually there's a tanker off the shore and it's called Arcadia. It's the thing that was broadcasting. Cool. Let's go there. Shocker. It's umbrella.
1: Yeah. Um, I forgot about all of this. Yeah.
0: It's ridiculous. Shocker. It's umbrella. Wesker's there. Um, um, kmart's alive thank god we all cared so much about kmart
1: oh yeah this is when we learned so so they, they it turns out the tanker they're just like capturing people and keeping them in these weird pods because wesker is stealing their dna in order to keep the t virus from destroying him just going to keep moving on mm-hmm. but like there's like a this, like, tablet that they can use to open all of these cells for people. that Mm -hmm. like, have their name and stuff. And on one of them, it just, under name, it just says (laughs) Kmart, which is extremely funny. But they, I don't know, they fight Wesker and they kill him and then he comes back to life. Mm -hmm. And then it ends with, like, a squadron of Umbrella. Like, weird
0: helicopters and they're just approaching the tanker ship.
1: Which, at this point, is where it really raised the question for me, like what the fuck is Umbrella doing? Like the world is over. Mm -hmm. It is like post-apocalyptic and yet they are still like active and just being evil. It makes no fucking sense. Yeah.
0: There is a uh, post-credit scene, which we didn't watch when we watched it, but Jill actually shows up in it and it's Jill and she's talking about, she's basically commanding the attack on the tanker um, and she's being mind-controlled by the mind-control device that Claire was in the beginning. Huh. So that is the end. Yeah, this
1: movie sucks. I hate this, I movie, hate this movie. This
0: movie is also... I. It's so weird, because I think deciding which is worse, Extinction or Afterlife, is so hard. I just think yeah. I viscerally hate Extinction, though. This one also
1: sucks. I think I felt more bored during Extinction, for yeah. sure.
0: okay. So now we now we get to talk about Resident Evil Retribution, which we just have to say right at the beginning. This one is so fucking good.
1: This one fucking (laughs) rips.
0: This one legitimately is fucking incredible.
1: Yes, I I loved this one. I also want to note. Yeah, you go. uh, Just that this is absolutely going to be our longest episode, and it's about the fucking Resident Evil movies.
0: Yeah, I I
1: want to be honest with
0: you. Basically the whole reason I made you watch the entire movie series is so you could watch this movie.
1: And it was worth it.
0: Yeah. I fucking it's great. love
1: this movie. It's just the opening credit sequence. Was, yes. It just I think we I just watched you remember what happens in the opening yeah. sequence at the same time yeah. that I remembered. The way this movie like
0: immediately grabs you and is like don't worry this one's going to be fucking off the rails. It's opening sequence, which starts with Alice submerged in water and then in reverse for like five minutes, a whole massive battle on the tanker happens. Like basically the battle that we assume is about to happen after the end of the last movie, we see that Mm -hmm. happening in reverse as all the credits are going. And it starts and it's like Mila Jovovich and you're like, hell yeah. And then the next name is Michelle Rodriguez.
1: Yes, and you're like who died four movies ago, yeah,
0: who only appeared in the first movie, and you're like okay, and then it keeps going, and then it's like, and this person as Leon Kennedy, and you're like, wait, what? Leon's never been in this. This person is Barry Burton. This person as Jill Valentine, and you were like, Jill's back, thank God. And then you literally said, you were like, oh my God, is Ada gonna be in this movie? <laughs> yeah, and you were like, next you, credit, yeah, next credit, Ada Wong, and you're like, oh fuck yeah this movie has everything it's so good and then it's great the absolute big dick energy of paul ws anderson's opening where after showing the reverse fight with the opening credits you get to where the last movie ended and then he's like cool you're just gonna watch this action scene again but now in like in regular time it's so good
1: it's fantastic And again, like completely undoes the ending of the last movie. Yeah, I really, it really feels like they just wanted to make a bunch of different movies, and they just called them all Resident Evil. Like, Mm -hmm. there's, it's, it's a really weird thing because there is some like continuity in them, but not from like movie to movie. It's like an overarching kind of like things going on, but the events of one movie have nothing to do with the events of any others. It's, it's wonderful.
0: And then it cuts to a suburban raccoon city. Alice wakes up. She's got like a ginger slash blonde hairdo. She, suburban Alice, suburban mom Alice it's is adorable. normal for Alice. It's in incredible. And she's got those like high heels. And so, oh my God. No, what it is is it's Carlos is there as her husband and they have a mm-hmm. kid. And Carlos is like, well, I'm off to work. And then out of nowhere, Zombie just <laughs> yeah. bites his neck
1: Uh uh-huh and then it's really it's really a big jump scare it devolves into a
0: zombie apocalypse they escape the house and then michelle rodriguez shows up in a prius and she's like an environmental person she's like i'm so good and you're like what the fuck michelle rodriguez and this all happens and then you see like suburban core alice gets killed and then real alice wakes up Mm -hmm. we see her get tortured by evil jill for a little bit which i'm like I'm sure this isn't the first time this has happened for these two, but this is not how it usually goes down. And then all of a sudden the like facility shuts down and (laughs) there's that compartment that opens up in the torture room that just has an outfit for Alice. (laughs) This outfit might be the best look. Mila Jovovich looks the best in this movie. In my opinion, it's like the most weird aesthetic it's but not it's my so, favorite but I it, love it, it is great i also think her haircut in this one is the best though her, her hair is yes i think super, her hair is amazing super short black bob it's like yeah slightly off center part it's like pretty pretty like slick it's not like but it's, fully it's yeah slicked, it's not the
1: messy one that they had before it's yeah. like it's it's more
0: it looks so good under
1: control it's, it looks incredible i also like, really I like this like fucking kill for this haircut it's like
0: black latex Outfit that has these like weird buckled boots and buckled corsets. Mm-hmm. It's almost like Tetsu Nomura would design this. Yes, yes, in the absolutely. best way. And then this whole movie literally is just like so. Basically, oh, she meets Ada very quickly. Yes, and Ada's Ada just, Wong shows up yeah. wearing
1: what Ada Wong yeah. wears. And again, in the games. Ada Wong
0: immediately falls in love with Alice, which is insane. But they very quickly set up. The plot of this entire movie which is so yeah you're in a secret umbrella court <laughs> you're in a secret umbrella facility <laughs> that just has a bunch of separate like massive sections that look like real cities so there's mm-hmm. like a times square place there's a moscow place there's berlin though we don't see berlin and there's suburbia you just have to go through these all and fight a bunch of things it's basically this is just a highlight reel of wild shit it's incredible
1: Yes, this is the most we just wanted to make a bunch of movies, mm-hmm. one of these movies because it just can like all of these set pieces mm-hmm. are just excuses to have yeah. more fights.
0: Cuz one of the first things that happens is after she escapes the the like torture place, she goes through a door and she's in the Shibuya crossing that mm-hmm. is in the opening of the last movie and she has to fight her way through it with a bunch of zombies. And she has that whole sequence then in the hallway where she's like, she's like flinging the like chain at the zombies. And there's the
1: one that's, oh, yes, that
0: was weirdly dressed like Marty McFly. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) This, I actually really like this fight. I think it's a really good fight scene. It's a good fight scene. The thing she has, it's like, it's a chain with a padlock Mm -hmm. on the end of it that she just like picked up while she was out in Tokyo. And she's fighting with that. And it's just like, I don't know, a dozen zombies come at her. And it's like a very long and involved scene, which it's it's not you know great, but like there are a lot of really good shots in this where it's mm-hmm. like it's pulled out so you can like see what's going on. She's doing like complicated kind of choreography as opposed to like a lot of these movies, and especially the last one where the editing just gets terrible in fight scenes where mm-hmm. it's it's the thing that like a lot of like modern movies do where it's just like a cut like every second so you can't you never see like someone throw a punch and someone take a punch in the same shot. This actually has like a lot of like, readable action in it, which I think is really, really great.
0: Yeah, and then, as we said, this is when you talked about how it ha- there's the perfect opportunity to check your phone, because this, <laughs> the one fatal flaw of this movie that makes it less uh, than perfect boys. is the men, because very quickly they're like, oh yeah, you have to escape this facility, but don't worry, there's a team who's coming to meet you, and it's Leon, and it's Barry Burton, and it's Luther, who's the basketball player, watch model from the last movie, and the movie cuts to these guys every once in a while. They have a big fight in Moscow with the Laplagas, like mm-hmm. ones who are just zombified Soviet soldiers who can drive cars and shoot guns. Every time these men are on screen, it makes me not want to watch this movie.
1: It's yeah, I, they're so boring. They are I, so I, boring. I hate them.
0: Meanwhile, when it cuts to Alice and Ada. It's fucking so good. We mm-hmm. watch, we watch Ada and Alice fight through Times Square and you hear the axe getting drawn on the street and Alice is like I have an idea of what's happening and then you see the axe man and then the camera gets like the camera gets blurred by another figure blocking it <laughs> and it zooms out again and there's a second axe man. Yes. It's fucking incredible. It's so like, yeah, they fight the oh. two
1: men and it's great.
0: <laughs> then they go to Suburbia. Um, they they get the little kid who's like, oh mommy, and she's like, You changed your outfit and changed your hair. Oh my god. And then we get second Michelle Rodriguez, because there's two Michelle Rodriguez's in this movie: good Michelle Rodriguez and bad Michelle Rodriguez, who bad Michelle Rodriguez is wearing a sleeveless shirt in this movie. It's great. I, uh, the biceps yeah, I in these say, movies. I will say,
1: like, I like this movie anyway. But what makes it, like what really puts it over the top if is Michelle Rodriguez's arms. Yeah, it's especially in like the final fight scene that's mm-hmm. coming up. Like, it's yeah. It's, also, she looks incredible.
0: Carlos is there more. It's like they explain that all these people are clones, mm-hmm. and it's just. The guy who plays Carlos is there. Michelle Rodriguez is there. The guy who played the command, like the commander of the squadron in the first movie, is also there very briefly. And none of this matters. They're just like, they're here. We're just going to go with it. It's fun as hell. I love this so much. It's great. I don't know what else there's like even needs to be said. They just do a bunch of fights.
1: There's a bunch of fights. It's just a bunch of, it's just very silly. It's fun. It's
0: so great. There's a a, there is one moment where it does that thing where it feels like it is going to end because they like defeat a massive liquor and then they get out on the snow and they're literally driving away and it's like oh we did it and then (laughs) yeah yeah and then all of a sudden a submarine pops up and evil Jill and Michelle Rodriguez come out they're like actually we're still going to fight
1: you and then there's another pretty good fight scene that goes on it is Homer there's that
0: moment where uh, where Jill chokes Alice
1: (laughs) yeah that was. There's a lot, go- lot going on there. A lot going on in that scene. Oh. Huh. Yeah, what else but, ha- Yeah, I don't know. It just ends up with a fight on the ice. Oh, there's the we have to talk about
0: again the like the last ten minutes, which is the movie ends and there's ten more minutes that
1: are supposed to set up the next movie. Alice takes the, like, bug off of Jill, and so she's good again. But Michelle Rodriguez, I guess, is just unredeemable, mm-hmm. so they knock her underwater. It's it's very strange to me that they keep bringing Michelle Rodriguez back just to kill her, I think but it's I'm just glad that she came back. I love the idea that they went to Michelle Rodriguez
0: and they were like, listen, we know you were in literally just the first one at this point a decade ago. Yes. You want to come back? You are way
1: more famous now. Yeah, and they're like, hey, you, you want to come, come back? One?
0: And she was like, hell yeah. Yeah. I love that.
1: It's great. Uh, And then the end of this movie is the most deranged moment yet where do they just wake up inside the White House? No, they They get get, on a helicopter and
0: they go to the White House and uh, Alice walks into the Oval Office and Wesker's there. Oh, we didn't even talk about – the the establishing shot of the White House, which is that it's literally like a Diablo hellscape, and they have I thought a, that was,
1: like, the end. I thought that was the very last oh, shot. Oh, it might be. Like, you, I thought we you, saw inside I first. I think you're right. I think you're right. But, yeah. Because wh- there's, like – Wesker stabs her with – Another thing that either gives her or takes away so powers, Wesker I can't remember. Wesker stabs her,
0: and is like, because Wesker stabbed her with something at the very beginning of the movie, and was like, I took away your powers. And then, oh, that was at the beginning of... Uh, <laughs> I like your Wesker
1: voice. Wesker's
0: voice is so fucking weird in these movies.
1: It's very It's funny. almost like a
0: transatlantic, it's not even transatlantic, it's just... I don't even know. It's just Wesker.
1: Yeah. It's a little newscaster. It's, yeah. yeah. Um.
0: But in in the last movie, Afterlife, at the beginning of Afterlife, he stabs Alice with something. He's like, I took away your powers. And then- Which the, makes her not psychic anymore. Yeah. And then at the end of this movie, in the White House, he stabs her. And she's like, what did you do? And he's like, I gave back your powers. And we have to go stop the Red Queen because the Red Queen is trying to wipe out humanity. Yes. And then it zooms out of the White House.
1: Uh, Yeah, it zooms out and it's like there's the White House and it's surrounded by like medieval castle walls. And then outside of that, yeah, is literally just like a scene from Diablo. There's just like billions of mutants and there's these like flying gargoyle creatures and it's just like complete nonsense. Like it's just like looks like they're literally in hell. This is and then it ends and and we're like okay time to see how the crew gets out yeah, of this one. This is unequivocally the best movie in the franchise. It's absolutely and no I, question about it. I
0: legitimately it. think it's a great movie that people should watch, but I don't know if you can appreciate it without watching the first four.
1: Right, not, which is a real drawback. It's
0: weird because it's like it's not that you need to watch the first movie four movies to understand the plot of this movie, but it's more that I feel like you just have to understand how good you're getting it.
1: Yeah, there's just a lot of like vibes that you need to pick yeah. up from the rest of them.
0: I so, the way so Harrison, the friend who has watched all these movies and encouraged me to watch them, he also mm-hmm. very much loves this one. And he pointed out to me something that I think is like kind of interesting, which is that the way this movie approaches its storytelling is it's it's almost literally like it's just a series of random video game levels tied together because it's yes. like, oh, it's the Times Square level, oh, it's the suburbia level." And it's great.
1: I love it. That's exactly what it feels like. It's It rules. I love there's it. There's a great song.
0: I love that Paul W.S. Anderson just, is, he goes balls to the walls on this movie. Because there's also at the end, they just flood the facility. So you get all these wild shots of just like Times Square floods and then the Red Square and <laughs> yeah, Moscow yeah. floods. It's insane.
1: Yeah, there are some cool shots in there, actually, where it's like, there's like water rushing through Times Square. And then it like starts to like break the facility itself. So you see that the skyscrapers like stop a certain point up and there's like tiles of the ceiling are falling mm-hmm. in, which was like a, just a really cool looking shot. Yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. I love it. And and then we get to the final
0: chapter, which I just want to ask you this. Honestly. Mm-hmm. We watched we literally watched this movie a couple of hours ago.
1: How much of this movie do you remember? I'm f- focusing so hard on trying to remember what happened, literally what anything that happens in this movie. I know I remember the end pretty pretty well. Okay, okay. What happens is there's like okay, it starts with an explanation of the uh, god. So the red queen is based is Modeled after the daughter of the person who invented the T virus mm-hmm. because she had an incurable illness that was going to kill her. And he invented the T virus. Her name is Alicia Marcus. His name is Alicia Marcus. And he invented the virus because it would somehow cure her of this disease, but it wasn't ready and like it when it broke out, and that's what happened caused the outbreak. So it explains that. Uh, That girl is also the basis of the Red Queen because he was like recording her to like, I don't know, have her around still after she died or something. But Ian Glenn is actually the one who made the Red Queen
0: because Ian Glenn shows up in this movie again. He just comes back. Even though he got killed at the end of Extinction, they basically say that was a clone, actually. Don't worry about it. I'm alive.
1: Yeah, so there's a scene where he shows up and he kills that um, that doctor and he adopts, yes, he adopts Alicia and that's when he makes the Red Queen. From there, we cut to the White House, which is completely destroyed and surrounded by wasteland. And then Alice just like comes out of the basement and is fine and we don't address the army of zombies and mutants that we saw at the last one or what happened or where everyone else is We don't know where Jill is.
0: We don't know where Leon or Ada is. Oh my God. I forgot to talk about one of my favorite shots at the very end of Retribution, actually. Which is... When Ada and Leon finally reunite and they're in the helicopter at the very end, there's this incredible, there's this incredible fucking shot where Leon like puts his hand on Ada's thigh and is basically like, oh, we're back together. I love you. And Ada literally like rolls her eyes at him and pushes like his hand off and then just kind of looks at Alice. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on?
1: It's fantastic.
0: Like that's just in the movie. Like, what are we supposed to do with that? Anyways,
1: back to the final him. chapter. Back to the final chapter. She, God, she, yeah, she's in the wasteland. She rides around on a motorcycle for a while. <laughs> she gets kidnapped, which is how all of these movies start. Oh,
0: she meets the Red Queen again, which is very upsetting. Well, I think that's after. No, because the Red Queen, um, like, meets her in the White House and, and is the one who is like, you need to go oh, back right, to Raccoon right, right. City. You got to go yes, back where it yes. all
1: began. You have to go to the Hive. She, for some reason, she only has, she has exactly 48 hours to do this, but if she can get back to the White House or get back to Raccoon City, to the Hive, she can find the one existing vial of antivirus that will kill everything that has the T-virus in it. And, and I everything will be fine. Have, I have a
0: big bone to pick with the final chapter, which is they cast like an actual person to be the Red Queen. So she looks like a human being. And I frankly think this is a disgrace to the Red Queen of old, who just looked like absolute shit as a CGI yes. character.
1: Here was a PS2 cutscene. Yeah.
0: The best is when they do those like opening monologues that Alice has in the beginning of all these movies, which only starts in like Extinction. <laughs> yes. Halfway through, they're like, "Actually, let's let's try to remind people," but they always include the clip of the Red Queen being like, "You're all going to die here." It's so
1: good, but
0: yeah, the Red Queen looks like a real person in this movie, and I hate it.
1: Yeah. Although I will say that that kid actor was was actually pretty good. I think she, I thought she did a good job. Hashtag not my Red Queen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the Red Queen tells her you have 48 hours to get there. I can't remember why, but she gives her, she makes Alice's watch turn into like a countdown from 48 hours. And then she, Alice goes out and like tries to steal a motorcycle, but it turns out to be an ambush by umbrella corpos who are just. <laughs> Waiting in garbage cans to pop out in case anyone tries to steal their motorcycle for some reason. They pop
0: out. It's the stupidest thing. It's very dumb.
1: And then she gets kidnapped.
0: She gets a bunch of bullshit happens. Wait, she gets knocked out, and suddenly it's like thirty-five hours are on the timer, and then very quickly again, like the next time you see the watch, it's like twenty hours. And then eventually she escapes from Ian Glenn again, who is now like a religious
1: zealot who's obsessed with Noah's, like, the flood from the Bible. Yes. And he is commanding these two, like, giant tanks Mm -hmm. that are leading apparently every zombie on planet Earth toward (laughs) Raccoon City. There's a bunch of bullshit that happens. Alice gets captured again. Mm -hmm. And then she fights Ian Glenn again. And they get to, like, eventually she gets to a hideout where Claire Redfield and a bunch of randos Claire are hiding. Claire is the
0: only person of like her allies that shows up in this movie and I'm like kind of yeah. anticlimactic for the final chapter.
1: Yeah, but there's a big thing where like the zombies and the tanks attack mm-hmm. this like tower they're using as a base. It's like not that interesting Claire is to be so honest. happy to see Alice. Claire is overjoyed cuz she has shacked up with this guy and she sees Alice and is immediately like I'm obviously going back to my my old flame. Yeah.
0: Alice really just collects a a,
1: a great polycule of women. Yes, it's incredible. But this stuff is all anno- boring and annoying. I didn't like any of this. Nothing is interesting until they get back to the hive, that's I think. That's the thing that's wild, is that early on in this movie, the Red Queen is like, you have to get back to the hive,
0: you have to get the antivirus, and you have 48 hours to do it. And you're like, great, okay, there's like something going on. And then... The next like hour of this movie, just completely they she gets to Raccoon City and then she's like, I don't need to get to the hive. Who cares? Yeah. And then before you know it, it's like you have 36 minutes. She doesn't get into the hive until she has 36 minutes on her watch and I'm like, what the fuck were you doing? That's bad time management. <laughs> it's yeah, come on, Alice. It's it's ridiculous, which also we didn't even mention this. This actually is something that happens in a bunch of the other movies is like two thirds of the way through the movie, the movie itself will be like, there's this much time on the clock. Yeah, that's right. Everybody they keep has doing a task it. to do. It happens in the first one. And in the first one, when they do that, the the amount of time left in the movie is like actually that amount of time. And that doesn't quite happen for the rest.
1: Well, I think it kind of does match up, though, because the last little bit of this mm-hmm. movie takes place like after that 48 hours so it's not like 37 minutes till the end of the movie but i think it is pretty much roughly like there's 37 minutes left until that timer runs out like it's it's kind of good cool that they they keep to that but eventually they get back to the hive and god what the fuck even happens here um Um, oh they get back to the
0: uh The only thing that I can remember of importance is that they get back to the like console that's right before the hallway because she has flashbacks of the laser hallway and is like, Mm -hmm. oh, I remember this place. And there's their old gear that they left behind and they're at that console that was in the first movie where the Red Queen showed up for the first time and she presses a button and all of a sudden it's actually an elevator and it goes down and there's a massive like cryogenic stasis place for all these people and they get to the bottom and there's wesker and wesker wakes up somebody who is in hibernation and he wakes up two people the first one is ian glenn so there's two ian Glens. Mm-hmm. this one is the real ian glenn for real this time and then yes
1: definitely and
0: then um the other one is Alicia Marcus who is the daughter of the guy who created the T virus. She's an old woman now and it's those two and they have a whole thing with Wesker. Oh, Alice co- comes in and she's like, "How can I kill? How can I kill Ian Glenn?" and she has this fucking like predictive vision and then it's like mind palace yeah, thing. <laughs> and then Ian Glenn is like, "Don't even try it because I actually can mind palace you better because I have a computer." Yeah. Which we didn't talk about this and I, I completely forgot about it. In retribution, when at the very end, Michelle Rodriguez takes the like T virus and then she's doing the fight and she punches people and it does like a Mortal Kombat X-ray.
1: Oh God, yeah, I forgot I about that. I can't believe
0: I how could we forget?
1: It's so weird. And it's
0: the only time that it ever happens in these yeah, movies. It happens like twice in that movie and, and never that's again. It, yeah.
1: But, okay, so the thing, that at some point in all of these events, we learned that Ian Glenn was, like, in charge of Umbrella Corp, and he gave them this, like, mission that he was like, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to use the T-virus to wipe out humanity because... Then we can like restart. We are all going to go into cryogenic sleep, Mm -hmm. all of us of the Umbrella Corporation, and we're going to kill everyone else so that there's, we stop like using up all of our resources. And then with only this like select few of us left, we will come out of cryogenic sleep and like take over the world. At some point, that video, a video clip of that happening was uploaded to the Red Queen's servers. And that caused a conflict in her because she's not allowed to harm umbrella corporation people but she's also tasked with protecting humanity and so that causes this like schism in her and that's why she's trying to help Alice to stop the umbrella corp because it's better to like harm them than it is to like kill the rest of humanity we also learn at some point that there's only 4,000 people left on earth what and somehow that yeah they they say at one point there's only 4,000 people left on the planet I just watched this movie and I don't believe you (laughs) And, like, most of them are in Raccoon City. Okay. It's weird.
0: Something I kind of... I don't remember if we mentioned this, but when, when the Red Queen shows up at the beginning of this movie and is like, you need to get to Raccoon City, she has this hilarious, like, monologue where she's basically like, if you're wondering what happened between the end of the last movie and this movie, because this seems so different... Wesker actually lied to you. Don't worry about that. Also, oh, you know yeah. how Wesker injected you and said that he gave you your powers back? That was actually a lie. Don't worry about that. You don't have your powers back, so forget about it. Also, I'm not actually bad. So everything we set up to happen in
1: this movie, it's the opposite, mm-hmm. which is a That's wild great. setup. Um. So after this, like, I don't know, Alice fights uh ian glenn oh, ian i forget glenn, how she kills him this time so ian
0: glenn um oh my god how
1: could you oh, how, how could you that's forget right.
0: but ian glenn first reveals that alice is a clone of alicia marcus is that at this
1: point yeah okay because
0: alicia marcus is just mila jovovich in old people
1: makeup yes which is kind of funny um i actually thought this was cool oh yeah I like this. I like the yeah, this I liked this idea where it was like we have Alicia Marcus, mm-hmm. who is this girl who like her dad trying to save her is what started all this stuff, but she's also been like the face of like the the red queen, like one of the villains uh-huh. of this thing. And then there's that, you know, little girl basically, all grown up, who is trying to it's like the end of her life trying to stop all this evil shit. The Umbrella Corporation is happening. And then there's Mila Jovovich, in the mid, who's like the midpoint between those two. Like, there's something cool to about like three versions of the same person, yeah. basically, like teaming up to like stop this evil thing mm-hmm. that like revolved around them. This and a thing that they talk about at the very end are like, it felt like premises of a better movie. Yeah. Like, I feel like these are things that deserve to be explored more, and Resident (laughs) Evil is just not willing to do it. But I don't know. I think it's genuinely really cool. And then it goes back to where
0: it all began. It goes back to the laser hallway, the best part of the first movie. And Ian Glenn and Alice have a showdown. I like how we call him Ian Glenn also. Like, we call Alice Alice, but Ian Glenn is just Ian Glenn.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't get a character name.
0: But um, Ian Glenn and her have a fight in the laser hallway. Which you mentioned this, and I actually agree that I think it's really neat. It's like it's been years since the original fight in the or the original laser hallway sequence. So the laser hallway itself is all dirty, and like the glass walls are all dirty. But then when Mm -hmm. the lasers activate, they clean the walls. (laughs) So there's like these clean lines. It's
1: neat. But they, I don't know. They fight. Um, Uh, She, Ian Glenn cuts off Alice's fingers with the laser at one point. Oh, and then
0: clone Ian Glenn kills real Ian Glenn, and then a zombie. Well, (sighs) yeah, because they get outside of the Raccoon City facility. Right. I mean, that's later. Yeah.
1: There's like because there's in the in the grid, Alice like puts a little bomb in Ian Glenn's oh a little grenade and it like blows out a chunk of his side. And then she gets the only vial of the antivirus from him. And then they go outside.
0: And then they go outside and then they're like, other, original Ian Glenn wakes up again and starts coming back to try to kill Alice. And then clone Ian Glenn shows up and kills real Ian Glenn. Yeah. And then immediately- Because he like freaks out and he's yeah. like, you're an abomination. And then you can't immediately be the after that, just a zombie just kills clone Ian Glenn. Just seconds later. Yeah. Which is something that happens so much in these movies is they're just going to be like, yeah, we're done with this. Let's just- immediately kill this person with no ceremony people
1: die like almost off screen constantly (laughs) it's pretty funny we have skipped over
0: so many characters and so many deaths because every movie introduces a cast of nameless faceless people that we don't care about and then just kills them so quickly without any care it's it's kind of great
1: assume that there are like six to ten named characters in every movie who die within like a half an hour of being introduced
0: (laughs) yeah and then um. Oh, my God. The way this movie solves everything makes me so mad.
1: So, yes, yes. Well, because inside there was like a big thing where there was like a timed explosive thing. Wesker dies. It blows up the hive. So all of these Umbrella Corporation people are now dead. Mm -hmm. So their plan is not going to work. So Alice has this vial of the one anti-ser, like It's like an airborne antivirus that will kill everything that the T-virus has touched. And so she just walks outside and just there's like a zombie horde encroaching on her and she just smashes this thing on the ground and instantly they all drop dead. Like literally they're like feet away from her. And within one second, it's just a wave of them falling over (laughs) like it's it makes no it's makes no sense at all it's as if the instant she threw this it just spread across the entire face of the earth what
0: upsets me so much is they were literally in the hive which is like if you're gonna create a fake deus ex machina thing that could do this just be like oh and then she places the vial in like the special machine that shoots it into like the atmosphere but they were like nah she's
1: just gonna throw it on the ground it really feels like they had the idea for the shot of her standing there and all the zombies falling in front of her. And they were just like, it doesn't really make any sense to get there, but we want to have that moment. So let's just do it this way.
0: Claire and Alice reunite. The movie ends. Alice is like, oh, the virus, were, the antivirus is going to take a couple of years to get across the entire world. But like,
1: it's gonna. So the, the other thing is Alice thought that it was going to kill her too. Because she has the T-virus in her. And so there was this like noble sacrifice thing. And then she wakes up, and that's when Claire explains, Oh, it just killed the T-virus in you, and that's why you're still mm-hmm. alive. But then there's this moment where it's the other thing that I was like, Oh, that sounds like the premise for a better movie, or like something that would be in a better movie, which is uh, the red. It turns out that the Red Queen. The, uh, all of Alicia's memories as a child had been like uploaded to some fucking cloud or whatever, and since Alice is just a clone, she doesn't have any of those memories. Like she just—that's why she has like quote unquote amnesia because she never had them to begin with. At this point, they reveal that somehow she can just like download all of those memories, which is very silly. But it was another thing where I was like, okay, if this was. Actually interested in exploring the idea of a person who like reaches adulthood and then retroactively like experiences her own childhood. That's a more compelling idea than anything that's been presented to us in any of these movies so far. And it's just tossed off so quickly, and then it's just like end of the movie. Mm-hmm.
0: Alice looks fine in this movie. I again, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll say to go back to hair update. She updating. looks yeah okay. Her hair looks pretty good. I would say. It's, it, there's a little more volume going on. It's back to being more of a brown than a black. She's got a bob again, uh, and she's kind of got she's kind of got the same vibe of an outfit that she has from Afterlife, which is kind of the the kind of just simple tactical gear, but it's a little bit more stylish, I think. But uh, mm-hmm. it's not top tier. No, neither is this movie, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty good look. And which what's your favorite look? My is favorite it the one is Retribution. From- yeah. I think it's retribution and then apocalypse. I think I would I think I would say apocalypse and then retribution. Yeah. Although retribution definitely has the better hair mm-hmm. for sure. Definitely. And that's what matters. Yes. <laughs> oh man. And then yeah, that's the end of the series. Which uh
0: how do you feel now that you've watched all of these movies?
1: I I don't even necessarily feel like I have watched all of them. Do you hate me? Like if you ask me next week, I don't think I could tell you anything that happened in any of these movies. No, I'm I had a really <laughs> I had a really good time. Like as much as these are bad movies, like I enjoy watching bad movies in this way where it's like we watched all of these together. And so it was just like honestly, one of my favorite things to do is just like sit on the couch with someone and watch a really bad movie and just like make fun of it the whole time. Mm-hmm. And we just got to do that over Discord for like 6 hours in total of the whole series. Yeah. I had a blast. I I'm I'm very glad we did this even though the movies themselves were like 50 to 60% mm. boring.
0: Yeah, I would it's hard. Like I don't know if I would
1: recommend people watch these movies. <laughs> I think if you can watch them in this way, yeah. like if you can watch them with someone who is okay with you Talking over the mm-hmm. whole movie, then it's absolutely. It's I again it. that
0: I ab- absolutely think Retribution is worth watching, but I do think that watching the movies before it is v- vital to the experience.
1: Yes, you have to. Yes, you, it's it's the journey more than mm-hmm. the destination. Yeah. So, how would you rank these movies? Okay, um,
0: Retribution number one, Apocalypse number two, Resident Evil number three. <laughs> afterlife number four final chapter number five extinction number six once you get to the bottom three of, of your tier yeah. it's like they're all
1: bad mine's basically the same like definitely retribution number one like so good loved it and then apocalypse is that the second one yeah and then apocalypse and then the original i definitely like the final chapter more than extinction and afterlife Mm -hmm. like those two are like tied for last place with me whereas final chapter is a little bit above that that's fair i think because it goes so wild and like just has so many just strange ideas to pull out Mm -hmm. that's what does it for me but it is like not of not an enjoyable experience until they get to the hive yeah there
0: there is a great moment though where um in the final chapter (laughs) the red queen says to ian glenn she's like Dr. Isaacs. That's his name. Isaacs. Anyways, she's like, Dr. Isaacs. He's like, yes, you're going to die here. Her famous catchphrase. I'm it's so, so happy good. that they brought that. Oh, my God. It's wonderful. Get a friend. Watch the movies. They're so... It's it's an experience. They're not good, but... Get a,
1: get a friend. Get a friend.
0: So, Robin, um, should we watch... Should we watch Paul W.S. Anderson's Monster Hunter starring Mila Jovovich?
1: I forgot about I forgot about that. We talked about this like two weeks ago and I forgot that it existed. Oh, I think we should. I would watch it with you. I would watch the new Resident Evil movie. I will say I'm I'm have you seen Mila Jovovich in Monster Hunter? No. That'll sell you. Okay. Yeah, I'm all in now. This uh I've honestly like as boring as these movies are, I I've, I've had a blast mm-hmm. like having like a watching two of these movies in a go because they're so short and yeah. just like yeah. I had I had a great time. Yeah. I would absolutely do we'll, more of this. Well,
0: we will watch Monster Hunter and we'll also watch the the live action Resident Evil reboot movie from like yeah. Some year recently
1: <laughs> from a year, yeah. Yeah.
0: Man. I think we're gonna forego what else we've been up to this week because we've only been watching Resident Evil really. Also, we are at this we've point gone so long. At this point, we've gotten so long that if you listen to this podcast, you could have just watched one of the Resident <laughs> Evil movies and had time to
1: spare. So yes. oh man.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, thanks for joining us for our spooky Halloween episode (laughs) (laughs) about a series of movies that are like objectively not scary. (laughs) And this is also coming out a week before Halloween.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, but okay. yeah,
1: thanks, thanks for st- listening to all of this bullshit that was not about video games at uh, all. Uh, but we'll be back next week, presumably talking about video games. You can find Girl Mode wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find us on various social media places we'll link. Uh, and you can find me on social media at Robin Palmas. Uh, I'm
0: on socials at The Willow Row. You can also send us questions um, at our email, which is girlmodepod at gmail.com or on co host. Tell michelle rodriguez to listen to this podcast
1: (laughs) just develop an evil ai (laughs) to and convince it to listen to this podcast oh man yeah i can't we did it we did it somehow uh yeah go watch the resident evil movies Mm -hmm. it's a it's a great use of your time if you have a lot of time to spare okay well that's it bye we're all going to die here
0: Okay, let me get over to the right pages. Okay. What pages? Oh, the uh, like I have the Google Doc open and the
1: Wikipedia page open. Oh, is there anything in the Google Doc?
0: Not really. It just says Resident Evil,
1: the movies. <laughs> <laughs> in case you forget what we're doing. In case I, for, in case I forget which one <laughs> which thing we're talking about. Uh, Amazing. Okay. Okay.